despite all the YouTube, basketball, even this show, I started as a writer and I am still a prolific writer. As a matter of fact, I send out emails damn near every day. I call this the daily game email. I want you to get this every day to your inbox completely for free. So simply go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com and get my emails directly to your inbox every day free of charge. Again, that's workonmygame.com. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. Marketing is driving your ability to collect dollars. Like if you don't have someone with eyeballs on marketing and you're not paying attention to it, then your ability to collect dollars is being affected and you're asleep at the wheel. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called the mirror of motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. If that sounds like the missing link in your process, and let me give you a hint, it is the missing link in your process, I'll give you a free copy of the mirror of motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you to use those personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques. All need to umbrella in one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is 
We are on part two of our seven part series of everything that you believe about marketing is wrong. Before we get into this, I remind all of you, Daily Motivation, Monday Motivation, those are text messages that I send out to everybody in my community to guarantee to have you focus sharp and on point and text me at my number 305-384-6894. If you aren't getting immediate response or you haven't been getting those texts, again, we're working on some tech issues. As soon as we get those worked out, which we will get worked out, you'll be getting those messages again. Secondly, work on your game university. If you would like to work with me directly, you'd like to have me as your direct coach. There's only one way to do so. And good news is only one thing you got to do to get there. Just go to workingyourgameuniversity.com. See everything that we are doing in the university. See what we're about. See what you get. We got a four-part framework based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. And I mean, just listen to this show. The best advertisement I can give you for working on your game university is you listening to this show. You listen to this show, you get a very strong feel for who I am, what I'm about, my delivery style, how I like to break things down and explain them. And if you like what you're getting here, when I'm making messages that are for a broad audience of people, imagine how much value you're going to get for your game, your life, and your business when I'm breaking things down specifically for your situation. That's what happens in Work On Your Game University. So go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and you can see what we got going on and you can schedule time to get on a call with us free of charge and we can take it from there. So again, that's workonyourgameuniversity.com. So with that out the way, we can just pick this up right where we left off. I don't need to get more intro on this subject. You heard that in part one of this series. So we're picking up on point number four, because we did the first three yesterday, of everything you believe about marketing is wrong. Number four, more leads equals more sales. This is false. Now, this point is headed more in the right direction than the idea that we talked about in the previous uh, entry to this series, which is more eyeballs equals more success. And we know that success means collecting money, right? So you're better at getting leads than just getting eyeballs. Now, what's the difference between an eyeball and a lead? Let me explain. So leads are, by definition, people who are or could become interested in giving you money for your business, not for like to buy your business, but to actually give your business money because they want to buy your products and services. So an eyeball could be, for example, if give you a real life example, if I'm running a sneaker store, right? let's say I run a sneaker store in my neighborhood, eyeballs will be me just putting the store on a block where more people are going to walk past it and see it. So all these people are walking past and seeing it. Those are eyeballs. A lead, on the other hand, is a person who walks in the store and they start picking the shoes up off the shelves and looking at them and asking if they could try shoes on a certain size. That's a lead because that person has demonstrated that they are interested in possibly giving me money. Just the fact they walked in the store makes them a lead. An eyeball is the fact they walk past the store. A lead is a person who not only walks past the store, but they stop and actually come into the store. So the lead is the person who is showing you that they are interested. In business, you want to be gathering as many leads as possible. And usually the people we gather as leads, we call these a list. We call it a list. The group of people that we gather who have shown some interest in us and whatever it is that we're offering. And in order to become a lead, usually what people do is they share with you some contact information of theirs in which they are giving you permission to contact them and market them. Usually email address or phone number or even a physical address. Those are all ways of people offering you their contact information. And sometimes they don't even have to offer it. You can reach out to them legally in ways, even if they didn't actually give you the information. For example, how many of you receive physical mail that you did not ask for, but you receive it because maybe the building you live in or neighborhoods you're in, you get mail just because maybe you're on some type of list. Maybe you were on a different list and that list was shared with some other people. And this is the thing that happens in business that people will go get that list and they'll want to market to those people. 
So to give you an example, if you own a high-end luxury vehicle like a Rolls-Royce or a, a Ferrari or something along those lines, the company from which you bought that car has your contact information, right? They have your name, your address, your phone number, your email address. They know all that stuff. You're on their list. Now, another company, let's say I was a company who was selling, let's say I was selling timeshares. Let's say I was selling timeshares that are like within 100 miles from where you live, where you bought that Ferrari or that Rolls Royce. What I might do is reach out to the local Ferrari and Rolls Royce dealerships and say, hey, Mr. Rolls Royce dealership owner, I have a timeshare business. And I think some of your customers who bought Rolls Royces also have enough disposable income to invest in a timeshare. So here's what I'll do. I'll offer you X amount of dollars to allow me to contact the people on your customer list so that I can sell them my timeshares. And here's what we can do, Mr. Rolls Royce dealership owner. I can either give you a percentage of all the money that I make, or I can just offer you a lump sum just to give me access to your list. And whatever I make, I make, you don't participate in the upside, but you get paid because you let me access the list. So if I make no money, you still get paid. Or if you want to do a kind of a split, then you get a percentage of everything I sell, or we could do a hybrid. I give you a lump sum to give me access to the list and you get a percentage. I probably wouldn't offer that up front. Maybe I would, but this is the kind of things that I'm giving you all that as a hypothetical, but these things actually happen in business. So any of you ever wonder, right, how the hell did this company get my phone number? How did these people get my email address? How did this person get my physical address to be mailing me something? This is how it happens. You get on one list and that list information gets shared with other people because other companies will go and they will literally do this. So if I was starting a timeshare business, for example, this is something that I would do. I would say, all right, who buys timeshares? Usually people with disposable income. People who are, these are not check to check type of individuals. These are people who have disposable income and they are willing to spend more because they want to have more. So what I'm going to do is look for zip code where the houses are higher priced. I may look for a zip code where I know uh, demographically that people have more money or the net worths are higher. I may look for, again, I can go to a business that sells high end stuff. I might go to a place that sells high end jewelry and I'll try to get access to their list because people don't buy high end jewelry when they're broke most of the time. Or I'll go to a high-end car dealership because people don't buy those when they ain't got any money. So again, I want to reach these people because if they buy that high-end thing, they might buy my high-end thing as well. And these are luxury items that I'm selling. So I'm looking for what other luxuries do these people buy? And I'm going to go and try to get access to them. The whole point is that's what a lead is. So you can become a lead for someone even if you don't even know that they exist. That's the reason I'm explaining leads so all of you understand. So a lead is anyone who could be interested in giving you money in business. So you can go acquire a lead. The person doesn't necessarily have to know that you exist. And the internet world give you an example of a lead. A lead can be someone who just comes to your website and looks at your stuff. And hopefully you can, what we call capture the lead. Capturing the lead means giving that person an opportunity to give you their information so that you know that they actually were interested in your thing. That's what we call capturing the lead. This is why when you go to websites these days, often people are looking for a way to let you give them your information. And they usually offer you some type of enticement in order to do so. Hey, give me your phone number so I can give you the daily motivation every day. That is an example of capturing a lead. All right, when you give me your number to get the daily motivation or the weekly motivation text, I am capturing your information. Now, I know that you exist. I know you're there. and I know you're interested. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to market to you in some way, shape or form. When you come to a website, I may say, hey, get my emails for free every single day, which I do offer. You can go to workonmygame.com. When you put your email address in, now you become a lead. You are now part of my list. And now when I send emails out, you shall receive them. That is a way of capturing a lead. 
So you will notice if you didn't understand this already, this is what companies do all the time. You notice how many times over the course of a day you were asked, hey, give me your email address, give me your phone number. Notice this happens in businesses these days a lot nowadays as well. And again, like companies will do something like, what's the last business I was at? I was at like a Nordstrom, for example. And I'm talking about in physical businesses. Online, you have to give them some kind of contact information when you buy because they have to have a way of contacting you after you make the sale, after you make the purchase, right? Buy some jewelry for, I buy some jewelry for someone else or for myself. They need to contact them folks so they can let me know, hey, your order has shipped or whatever situation. When you go into a physical store, physically, and go to Nordstrom, for example, they say, can they ask for your phone number? Why do they want your phone number? Because they can connect it to your purchases. That's a way that they can also pull your receipts. That gives you some convenience. They can put you into their no rewards club. You get points for every dollar you spend. You get a point and after $500, you get a $20 gift certificate or something like that. And why do they do that? They offer you those enticements because they want you to give them your contact information because now you are on their list and you're a customer. They want the customers. They want to know who all the customers are because now they can market to you again. Because if I bought something from you before, guess what? I might buy something from you again. But if you don't market to me, I might forget that you exist. So companies want to do this on purpose. And there are some businesses that I can think of right here in Miami that I go to frequently, physically show up to their places, and they never ask me for my contact information. They might have it because I've ordered online or something, but they don't do anything with the information. There are many businesses that I've gone to consistently, spent money, and they don't do anything with the fact that they have my information. They don't offer me like, hey, when's your birthday? Or we'll offer you a $20 gift card for your birthday. Well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to come buy something on my birthday. There's a customer. I might bring people with me. So these are things that businesses could do. But a lot of businesses have a lot of money falling through their fingers because they're not doing these things. I'm going on a tangent here on this subject. But what we're talking about here is, again, the false belief is more leads equal sales. So leads are a good thing. But just because you have more leads does not necessarily mean more sales. And now let me finally get to explaining why. Because getting leads is better than just getting random people. Okay. But you must qualify what a good lead is for you. A good lead for one person is not necessarily a good lead for another person. As I told you, if I'm selling timeshares, which is an extra home away from home that a person can have access to or they own it completely, usually that person is going to have some disposable income. So I'm probably not going to go to the what's a, a bargain basement car. I'm not going to go to that dealership and ask for the leads from those people because the quality of those leads is not equivalent to the quality of the leads from the Rolls Royce dealership because the Rolls Royce people probably all have disposable income, whereas the people at the Kia dealership may not. Maybe there are some, but most of them probably not. Everybody following what I'm saying here? So the quality of the lead matters. And that is not just a lead is a lead. That is not true. The quality of the lead matters. Depends on who the person is. If you're a sports coach right now, you're a basketball coach, you tell me. If you walk into a, a gym and there's a bunch of guys who are 6'8", 6'9", and 6'10", running up and down the court playing basketball, that's one quality of lead. You walk into a, a different gym, you walk into the gym down the hall, and there's a bunch of guys who are 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and 5'7", playing basketball. They're all leads. Right? They all want to play college basketball. Right? They all want to come play for your college coach. But are they the same quality of lead? Hell no. All right. And it doesn't even matter. Right? I didn't say anything about their skills, <laughs> whether they could dribble, shoot or pass. Just the fact that one group is 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and 6'10", the other one's 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, and 5'7", is a big fucking difference. All right. That's what I mean when I say leads. The quality of the lead matters. So it's not just if they're interested, it's are you interested? Because <laughs> you got to be just as interested as they are. All right. So it's not the same for all of us. So a good lead for a smart car is not the same as a good lead for a Ferrari. If you're selling a product that costs $5, that is not the same as a lead when you're selling a product that costs 
$10,000 because the $5 customer may not be willing nor able to come up to the $10,000 price point. So the leads are not equal. So when you are gathering leads, you must note their qualification based on what you are selling. And this is completely dependent on, again, what you're selling and who it's for. And these are things that, again, I will work with you in when we get to strategizing for your business and work on your game university. All these are not equal. Remember, I went into a suit supply store here in Miami. This is a story that I told in writing. I may have talked about it on the show. There's a store called Suit Supply, and they do exactly what the title says. They sell suits. And I went in there one day, and I remember I was dressed in basketball shorts, a white T-shirt, and Jordan sneakers. This is a weekend. Usually, I'm in a suit, but on this weekend day, I was in casual clothing. And there's a bunch of salespeople in there. There's about eight salespeople in the store. Not one of them gave really any attention to me. I mean, they might have said hi when I walked in. They said bye when I walked out. But nobody really tried to, nobody tried to engage me. Nobody even walked up to me and asked me anything. And I assume that they probably judged me as a low quality lead for purchasing a suit. And why? Because they looked at what I was wearing that day, which was not a suit. And they probably figured, all right, this guy is not a suit buyer nor a suit wearer. So I'm not going to waste time talking to him. That was a mistake by them because guess what had made me a possible lead for them was the fact that I walked into the store at all. The store is in a mall. I could walk in any store I want. I didn't have to walk into that store. The fact that I walked in the store, they should have treated me as a buyer, even if they had no idea if I was a buyer or not. Why? Because they're fucking salespeople. They have nothing else to do but sell stuff. And it's not like they were inundated with customers and I just got overlooked because there was no one available. They were all available. I went in the store like when it first opened, there was nobody else in the store. All the only people they were talking to were each other. All right. Any one of them could have sold me something. They probably would have sold me something had they tried. They didn't even try because they judged me as a low quality lead. So you need to have your parameters for how you know whether a lead is quality or not. It's not just let me just look at the person and eyeball it. No, that is not a parameter. That's not a formula. You need to have a system for how you know if someone is a quality lead or not. Let me tell you what your system is if you work in a physical retail store. If someone opens the door and walks into the fucking store, they are a lead. Now, you need to treat them like one. Suit supply. Now, y'all missed out on sale because they just assumed, and it was a bunch of salespeople. It wasn't like it was just one person. It was all of them. They just assumed. They looked at me and said, all right, he ain't a suit buyer. He ain't got on the suit, so I guess he ain't gonna buy a suit. Now, again, I'm assuming what they were assuming. But I was in the store. I walked around. I took stuff off the rack. I was looking at it, looking at the shoes. I was looking at the suit. I spent a few minutes in the store walking around just seeing. I was looking at the stuff, number one. But number two, I wanted to see, is anybody going to walk up to me and just strike up a conversation with me? What brings you into the suit store, sir? Or do you normally wear suits? How often do you wear a suit? What's your suit size? They can ask me any one of those questions. My answer to that question would have let them know immediately that I was a suit wearer because I would have probably told them in the answer to the question. And boom, they would have had a sale. But if you're not a good salesperson, you probably shouldn't be in sales because you want to go broke. You're not going to make any money anyway. So this is another hint for you folks. You can't just look at surface level information to know if someone's a good lead or not. You need, again, a system to know. How do I judge whether a lead is quality or not? You have to come up with a system for this. Don't just eyeball it in no guess. And again, in work on your game university, this is one of the things that we work with people on. More quality leads equals more sales, not just more leads, period. Question, are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it though, you don't even have to try it. 
AG1 is your personal health sidekick packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now. And you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning, you got to take all these different pills. You don't even know what they are. You can't remember what's what. You don't even know what the ingredients are on these things. Say goodbye to all of that and try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Point number five. Today's topic, once again, is everything that you believe about marketing is wrong. Number five, marketing is expensive. False. Marketing is never expensive. And there is no counterpoint to this. There's no caveat to this. This is 100% false always. No flip side. Marketing is never expensive because marketing is the only way that you can get to the next step, which is selling. If you don't do any marketing, you can't do any selling. It's impossible. Everybody understand that? If you don't do marketing, you can't sell. So it's impossible for marketing to be expensive because you can't sell and make money if you don't do any marketing. So in other words, your marketing is an investment that pays for itself. And this thing is an expensive investment because investments, by definition, pay you back. So it's no such thing as an expensive one. They're just investments that maybe take longer to mature, i.e. to pay you back. Maybe there are bad investments and good investments. And no such thing as an expensive investment. It doesn't make sense. It's a misnomer. Marketing is the only way you can get to selling. Selling is the place where the money is collected. So even when your marketing is costing you more money than is making you. So let's say you're spending $1,000 a day on ads, but you're only making $500 a day back. So you're losing $500 a day. Is that advertising expensive? No. As long as you're doing it the right way, you will probably be getting closer and closer to getting into the black, which is you're making money instead of being in the red, which means you're losing money. So let's say I spent $1,000 a day on ads for five days and I only made $500 per day on each of those days. So I spent $5,000 total and I made $2,500 total. Everybody with me? Okay, so I'm $2,500 in the red right now. I'm down $2,500. Now, you may be asking yourself, Dre, how the hell is that not expensive? That's expensive, $2,500. I just lost $2,500. Well, on the contrary, what happened over those five days is I learned what worked and what didn't because I know who bought. When I made that $2,500 in sales, I figured out who the buyers were. I figured out who the non-buyers were. So guess what? On day six, when I run those ads, I can retarget. I can more specifically target who I'm advertising to. I'm going to make it lean more towards the type of people who said yes and bought from me and away from the people who said no and completely ignored me. And now I'm going to, instead of losing $500 a day, now the next day I might only lose $200. And the next day I might lose only $50. And the next day I break even. And then after that, I start making money. And then once I nail in exactly what works, guess what? I'm making money every day to the point that that $2,500 that I lost the first day, I've completely eclipsed that because now I'm making $1,000 a day. 
And now I can just keep doing it over and over again. Now, does advertising work that simply? No. There's adjustments and ongoing processes that had to be done. This is all part of your marketing. Okay. So advertising is a part of marketing. I don't want to get anybody confused with that. Advertising goes underneath marketing. It's a way of marketing. It's not all of marketing. It's a way of marketing. So these are the things that you need to understand. And you don't necessarily need to understand them in detail, but you need to have someone on your team or be working with someone who does understand them in detail because this is the way that you're going to get your name and your stuff out there. So even when your marketing is not converting and converting just means you do some marketing and it produces the result that you want. Even when that's not happening, you're doing marketing and it's not like working right now. As long as you are learning from the marketing and you have the right systems and processes in place in which to learn from it. In other words, you know what to look for and you know what metrics to pay attention to and what changes to make if necessary, then you are learning along the way. You will eventually get to the point that your marketing is working. Like I have an ad campaign going on right now when I'm recording this. By the time you hear this, this will will probably have uh, had it much better targeting than it is right now. We're spending money every single day and it's not quite converting. So right now, technically, we are losing money on this, but we're not really losing money because this is an investment. We're basically paying to get education on what types of marketing works and what doesn't work. So every time we spend money and we don't get the result we want, we know that doesn't work. So all I'm doing is paying for an education. Yeah, I'm investing in my education on how this particular product on this space with these people, with these parameters, how does this produce results or how does it not produce results? I'm paying to learn. As long as we learn from what we're paying for, then it's an investment. Now, if you're not learning, then it's a cost. Then it can become expensive. This is why you got to know what you're doing, folks. Is everybody staying with me here? Am I saying this too fast? If so, rewind it and listen to it again. So what you want to do is get to the point where you eventually do have things working. So even when you lose money, Again, all you're doing is educating yourself. So you're not really losing money. Losing money, I'm using air quotes. Again, education works when you have the right knowledge. This all requires know what to look for, how to look for it, not just randomly doing stuff and hoping, which is what a lot of people do. And hoping that the right knowledge just hits you upside the head like an apple falling off the tree doesn't happen. So this is why I always tell marketers that if you're going to get into advertising, which means you're paying to get attention, you must have the right metrics in mind and know what you're doing because you can lose a lot of money very quickly when you have the wrong process or you have no process. And I've seen this happen to too many entrepreneurs. They just didn't have a process. You know, those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book how to separate yourself, the pro, from the amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Moving on, point number six. Today's topic, once again, is part two of seven. Everything you believe about marketing is wrong. Number six, set it and forget it. False. Set it and forget it is simply all you had to do is set up this process and set up this system. And then you just push a button and everything just works on autopilot and the money just piles in. All you got to do is collect and count the money. That's all you got to do. And you will hear many marketers basically promote their offerings as if this is how it works. 
this is a lie. It is not true. It's a little bit of puffery. It's a little bit of salesmanship that they're doing. They are lying. Many times they're lying by omission. And so, I mean, not sometimes they are outright lying because of the way that they position it. Sometimes they're just selling. They're just kind of hyping it up and making it seem easy because you got to do that to market. You don't buy the way you sell. So I understand them. At the same time, I'm giving you a word of warning that this is never, ever, ever the case. You never just said it and forget it. Because if it was just said it and forget it, well, why the hell were they running ads? All right, think about that. So this is not a real thing, although many marketing against salespeople and they'll present themselves as being, I was just setting and forget it. Just get into my program. I'll make it so easy. I'm going to get 10 new clients in the next 24 hours. And this is the kind of stuff you hear people say. And I don't buy it. I don't like this. I don't like when people market like that and I don't respond to that stuff. But there are probably people who do respond to it. This is why you see so many people doing it. So they're not telling you the full truth if you didn't catch that. No marketing is just set one time and left alone. No useful, productive marketing is set at one time and leave it alone. That does not happen. If that is happening, the person who's doing that, they are losing money and they are not doing marketing in a smart nor success driven way. Only way marketing can be set it and forget it is if you hire somebody else to do it and you set them in place to do the work and they ain't forgetting it. They're doing it all day, every day. So maybe you personally don't have to do it, but somebody got to be doing it. All right. That's the way it works. So when it comes to advertising on my end, for example, I don't like running ad campaigns. I don't like setting up ad campaigns. I don't like monitoring ad campaigns. I don't like doing any of that. All I want to know is how much are we spending and how much are we making back? So I get other people to do it. So the ad campaign I just referenced, I'm not running that ad campaign. I can log in. I can see what's happening. I can see what the ad sets and ads that are being run, the campaigns. I can see how much money is spent, what the bill is. I can see all of that, but I'm not in charge of making all that stuff actually get set up the right way. I got somebody else responsible for that. And that's the way that I want it to be. So am I setting it and forgetting it? Technically, personally, I am, but I have access and there is someone who is not forgetting it. Again, they are working on it all the time. Any kind of marketing that matters, that is productive, is not setting and forget it. Somebody has to be looking at it. It doesn't have to be you, but somebody better be looking at it. Otherwise, you're going to be losing money and time. So you hire somebody else to do it for you. They know what they're doing. OK, you can go ahead and forget it. Actually, don't forget it. You just need to watch it. You need to watch what they're doing and they need to give you a clear report as to what's happening. Somebody needs to be minding the business. Okay. And marketing is your business. Somebody must be minding the business at all times. So I suggest you never forget about what's happening in your marketing. Even if you have the best expert in history doing your marketing for you, you should not forget about it because that marketing is driving your ability to collect dollars. You don't have someone with eyeballs on marketing and you're not paying attention to it, then your ability to collect dollars is being affected and you're asleep at the wheel. So again, when people do marketing for me, there are parameters that I need to show me exactly what we're doing, how much is it costing and what kind of results are being produced. I want to know those things. And I know what questions to ask so I can know whether or not I'm going to keep doing this or not keep doing it. I make the ultimate decision because my business is my money. I don't care who the expert is. So you could be some expert off TV who did ads for Oprah and Barack Obama, and you're the most successful ad person in the world. Uh, it's my fucking money, and it's my business. I'm making the final call. All right, you need to have that same mindset because it's your business that matters. It's your business is being run here, not theirs. I don't care who they are. So if you're going to pay attention to anything consistently in your business, it needs to be the marketing. All right, nothing else is more important than that. So this whole set it and forget it thing, what you need to do is forget that. All right, you need to wake up and forget that. You're not setting and forgetting anything. All that said, let's recap today's points. We are on part two of seven part series. Everything you believe about marketing is wrong. Number four, more leads equals more sales. Not necessarily. A lead is better than an eyeball, but a lead, a person who's interested in your business needs to be the right type of lead. And you need to be clear on who the right type of lead is 
That's why you got to know who your customer is. Number five, marketing is expensive. No, it's never expensive. Marketing is an education and information you are getting based on what you are doing. And as long as you learn from all your marketing, even when it is not producing an ROI, it is not converting, as we say, meaning you're spending money but not making it back. You are still learning in that process. As long as you know how to learn, you know what to look for. If you don't know, then the marketing can be expensive because you don't know what you're doing. So what is expensive is not actually the marketing. What's expensive is your ignorance. Uh, you not knowing something is costing you money. It's not the marketing itself. And number six, set it and forget it. You don't ever want to set it and forget it when it comes to your marketing. Marketing is the lifeblood of your business. You should always be paying attention to it. I don't care who's running it. I don't care how many people are in between. You should always know exactly how much money you're spending. You exactly know exactly what's happening and exactly how much money you're making back. And you should know what questions to ask to figure these things out and what questions to ask if you don't like what those numbers look like. And you should know how to access all of that stuff. Regardless of who's in charge of your marketing, you should have direct access to all of that stuff. If you don't, then you are making a mistake in your business. All that said, go to workingyourgameuniversity.com, work with me directly, and we can get your marketing dialed in the way that it needs to be, know who your exact person is, exactly what the offer is, how you're going to talk to them, get their attention, get them to come closer to you, and actually get them onto your products and services so that you can help the people who you have been called on to serve. Go to workingyourgameuniversity.com. You can work with me directly, and I will help you through this entire process. And you can see some testimonials and case studies from people who have been through it with me or are going through it right now with me. Again, work on your game, university.com. Tomorrow, we go into the next part of the series. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time. 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just Get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com.